This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. And uh, Ted Beatty is on with me. And first of all, I want to thank you for calling me uh, yesterday and telling me when Cheetah Stockard was in. And I was a little off on that, and I got to thinking about it. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. The, uh, because I told you 68 and 72, but those were presidential election years. And the... Highway and assessor run on presidential years. The rest of the elected offices in the county run with the governor. So it was 70 and 74 instead well, of 68 and 72. Yeah. Uh, so because uh, I got to think, I said, no, those were presidential. So I was off by two years, but I was fairly close. But I remember Mr. Cheetah from being a, a little boy or a young man, uh, Tim Mullins from Mullins Jewelers. We're the same age. And... Uh, Beatty's was on Spring Street, where Greenhouse Ministries is now. Of course, Mullins Jewelers was on the square. Yeah. And in those days, even in early elementary, uh, you could walk from Spring Street to the square without adult supervision. And Tim and I would do that rather often. And we would see Wait Mr. Wait you and Tim? Yes, sir. You needed adult supervision. We did, but we didn't have any. Yeah. Uh, but Mr. Ashford would watch out for us. Uh but anyway, Mr. Stockard always had a bananas or oranges or something, and he would see us boys out, and he would go to his car, and he would give you something. That's uh, pretty neat. He was in the, he, uh, Faye Elam tells the story that Mr. Cheetah came in. She was working for Ben McFarland, who was mm-hmm. the county judge at the time, which is now county mayor, yeah. but it was the, the judge of the, of the county court, and she said he came in and said he had tenderloin and biscuits and gave him all some, and it was chitlins. She said it was the only chitlins. She said she liked to never got that out of her mouth. <laughs> I'm like I'm like Faye. I, I cannot eat chitlins. I used to go to all of these chitlin dinners, but thank goodness, most of the time they had barbecue as an extra. And uh, at Eagleville, um, they had a, a lady that did all the cooking for them, and it was almost, um, I, I don't know, you can smell chitlins almost a half a mile away wherever they're cooking. I've never been where they were cooking. I've never eaten a chitlin. That has changed in the years uh, because there used to be chitlin suppers. Eagleville had a big one. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Turner over at Eagleville would have, have things. They even mm-hmm. had them around town. And you were kind of as an elected official expected to make those, but uh, that that's no longer the case and I'm good I eat a lot of fried fish and a lot of ham uh, and a lot of barbecue but I hadn't had to eat chitlins but Mayor Westbrooks used to tell the story uh, of going to a chitlin supper 
and uh, not being real comfortable with it and a guy slipping some corn on his plate. And uh, the thought of that was uh, more than he could he could take. And he would tell that story and just uh, laugh. Mayor Westbrooks was mayor of Murfreesboro in my youth and had been a state legislator for those who may not know and uh, was just quite a gentleman. And uh, his uh, B&W Tobacco was in the same building as Beatty's. Yeah. They built that building together. So, uh, and I was involved because Mayor Westbrooks was kind of the catalyst behind Cannonsburg. Mm -hmm. And uh, he and Dad and I uh, went on occasion or two to pick up, once we went to pick up a steam engine in, the, in our pickup truck uh, for display at Cannonsburg. Oh, wow. And so got to spend some time with him, but he would tell that story and just laugh. He was quite pleasant. There was a gentleman who ran a store in Rockvale and uh, he he didn't have all of his teeth. About uh, half of them were gone. And he would make point. I, I, I think they recognize people who are not comfortable with chitlins because he would always sit in front of me and he would eat corn and, and like you say, and, and the chitlins. And, and we all, it, it's like I know those uh, that corn came with the chitlins when they cooked it. <laughs> And he would sit there and smile at me and chomp on those chitlins. And I, it was like I was riding uh, on a, a sea that, that just whipping all over the place. My stomach got that way. Mm -hmm. And I know he did it on purpose. It, it's just, um, you know, we grew up, uh, or I did, in I think the best of times. And you're, you're right behind me. Uh, I think Ann and I are probably about the same age. Probably. She yeah. might be, yeah, just a year or two older than you, maybe. Yeah, and uh, it, it was um, it was the glory years in Rutherford County, and I was thinking about Cheetah when you were when you were telling me about him, and I can't imagine Cheetah being in the trustee's office like he was many years ago. It's close to 50 years ago, uh, right yeah. at it. And, That's hard and, to believe, but yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, and... The trustee's office was a whole lot different back then than it is now. You guys, uh, uh, you were telling me what you were doing over at the bank, and you, you, you were doing that for the trustee's office. You're constantly having to be aware of the change in finance, finances and where you need to go to be able to work with these particular uh, banks. Well, we do... What most folks know with the trustee's office is the collecting of property taxes. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we do that, and that's our great interface with the community. Yeah. And the tax programs that we have for seniors and for disabled homeowners and for our disabled veterans mm -hmm. and, uh, and their surviving what, spouses. Was I supposed to pay less since I'm old? Uh, well, there is an income. See, I mailed my check-in to you uh, five or six days ago. For this come for this last year, and uh, I, I noticed that the address was upside down on on the paperwork that you sent me. When I mailed it, it didn't exactly fit in that little uh, place where where I mailed it to. I don't know, Truman. We've gotten thousands of them in. It's worked fine. So maybe. Maybe you just got confused. Well, you if you don't get it, just <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I think we got I, it. I, I appreciate that. Oh, uh, 
but so so those pro and, and and for those programs that we have, except for veterans, there's not yeah. an income limit for our veterans for who are disabled in the service. But for disabled homeowners and seniors, there is an income limit for that because we often get that question: when we turn 65, do I automatically get uh, a freeze or a break on my taxes? And uh, the there is a uh, an income limit to that. But that's that's what people see, and that's the that's where we interact with the public the yeah. most. But also the trustee's office handles all the money in the county. Uh, well over a billion dollars a year with a B will go through our That's bank amazing. accounts. Uh, this is now a large, uh, a large county. So we do the investing uh, for the county. But when I first started, Truman, the first day I was on the job, I won't ever forget it, uh, we were still writing checks. We, th they were warrants. I won't get into all this, but there were checks that were coming. And so every day the bank would tell us what checks had come through, and we would put the money in that account to cover those checks for the day. Yeah. And so the first day I was there, uh, Julie Bratcher, who was my chief deputy, who was mm -hmm. the chief deputy under Mr. Maples, um, she came to me and said, Mr. Bay, I need you to sign the check for the warrants. And I said, okay. And that check was for $1.73 million. Whoa. And uh, I was just learning the job and all of the controls. And I've got to tell you, that was a, I was a little nervous as I signed that check because I said, oh, my, there's no way I'll live long enough. What, your this hand oh, yes, absolutely. And we would take the check then to the bank mm -hmm. uh, and do that. And, and, and now that I've learned all of the controls that we have, it's a lot of money. You never take that for granted. But we have, it, it takes two signatures. Uh, no one person can can move those those monies uh, because that's just just, just prudent. But mm -hmm. but now where we used to write handwrite a check and physically carry it to the bank to do that, all that's done electronically now. We mm -hmm. do all that online. Uh, all that information is there, and so we just transfer that money. We wire quite a bit of money. This morning, uh, I had to go to the bank, and uh, because we're doing uh, we were doing an international wire. And so our domestic wires, those wires within what, what the states. What causes that difference? Uh, I'm not sure. They're just more regulations yeah. when it goes. When you send a wire, when you wire money, when you when the bank hits that button to send that money, it's gone. Hmm. Uh, the the, the chances there, of recovering that if you've done something wrong is very limited. You know you don't, so you, you want to be careful of fraud. But uh, but but the reason we were doing an international wire is. Uh, the school board works with, I believe it's Cambridge University, mm -hmm. which is in England. Yeah. And so uh, we were sending money to pay for some testing, or uh, I believe is what, what they were doing. So we have to go and and, uh, and approve those and, and have those put in in the bank assistance. For domestic wires, those wires to banks within uh, within the country, we're able to do that uh, online. Are, are we covered somehow if, if there is a fraud that occurs through the Internet? To some degree, yes, there's always risk, but most of the fraud still occurs with paper checks. The fraud that we have incurred, and we have incurred some in the county, was with paper checks, wow. with people getting them out of the mail and washing them, uh, changing the information on the checks. Uh, I'm going to tell you, we've had that happen a couple of times. Uh, because of the safeguards we have with the bank, mm -hmm. uh, the county was not out any money yeah. because uh, we, 
with with and I know a lot of people are scared of electronics, but but with the with the internet and with electronic banking, we download a file every day of who a check is going to and what the amount is. Mm -hmm. So if that changes, it flags. Yeah. So which is actually better than it used to be, but but it's unbelievable what a professional job you cannot tell even looking i mean they're only the minutest you've got to really study to ever tell that check was tampered with mm -hmm. and so the only frauds that we have had have been with paper checks and so we we have processes uh with the banks you know you're always trying to stay ahead of the criminals yeah. and they're working hard to do that as well Here's something that, that, that will happen uh, that our county has not been caught in the fraud, but some counties have lost significant amounts of money in not the electronic banking, but with criminals hijacking emails, tapping into your email stream. Mm -hmm. Let's say, Truman, you're, you're sheriff and I'm trustee, and, and so you're, you're raised, you're, it's a regular part for you to tell us to uh, wire money to a, to a certain thing to cover. Maybe it's training, maybe it's it's trucks, what, what, whatever that whatever it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, that so that they begin the criminals watch that and they realize that Truman Jones sends emails to the trustee's office to send significant amounts of money. So maybe you'll actually send one, and it's from. Uh, rutherfordcounty.gov. Well, if you're not paying it, they'll go in and change the emails, but there's maybe a whole stream to rutherfordcounty.com, which doesn't exist. So you think everybody's on this email, they have hijacked it and they say, hey, hold up on that last wire. We need to send that to a different bank. Hmm. It looks, it, it, it's a conversation we've already had. It looks legitimate. And they're asking you to wire that money uh, to a different bank. And I mean, we'll do wires in the millions. I mean, that's not unusual for governments our size. So, I mean, you, so what we have done is anything that's out of the norm, anything where somebody asks you to hold up, ask you to change something, we do a vocal authorization. Mm -hmm. In other words, before we would ever initiate any change, we would call and say, I'm not going to email Truman Jones. I'm going to talk to Truman Jones on the phone or I'm going to go see Truman Jones. Mm -hmm. uh, one county, and it was uh, Hamilton County, got that change, and their trustee, Mr. Bill Hollander, and his staff were sharp enough to catch it. It was $800,000. Wow. And uh, they they called, and, and, and it was from the school board, and he said, well, I, I tell you what, I'm not, it's not going to happen until I talk to the superintendent. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was fraudulent. But they are so good that it looks like it looks like that the school board and the finance director's school board and the county uh, finance director is all on the stream, but they have changed the email addresses so those people aren't seeing it, so it doesn't throw up any red flags. That's where fraud comes electronically. But on the electronic banking side, uh, that's pretty limited because there are, again, lots of, they'll, they'll send us a code, you know, to a different device that we have to put in, and you may have that on your own personal banking. Mm -hmm. But all that, but it, but tell me, it's changed from 50 years where we, where we just carried paperwork to the bank, where we wrote a check and carried it to the bank. So much of that has changed. And uh, like mortgage companies used to send us great big printouts with a check because they would, they would pay all of these uh, taxes for their mortgages. Now, uh, that file is done electronically. It's downloaded in our, com in our computer system electronically. We never touch it, and they wire us the money. 
and all of that has changed uh, significantly and has allowed us to be more efficient because we have added one staff member in the trustee's office since Mr. Howard Penuel. Wow. So 30 years ago, as much as this county has grown, and the reason we added a staff member is because we opened another location in Smyrna, and it just requires staff. And the reason I, I, do, I do appreciate my staff, the staff in the trustee's office, and their hard work, but a part of that has just been the efficiencies that we have been able to gather electronically and, and uh, doing things differently. But it is, for a Mr. Stocker to come in that office today, it's a different world, because in those days, you were still pulling those tax cards by hand. There was the tax rolls uh, printed out that, that, that were in, in, in a file that you would actually pull out, stamp them paid, write the date and the amount. Uh, all of that was handwritten, and now all of that's done uh, on our computer system. And, and you can do it. Uh, so many of our payments come now over the Internet at, at our website at rctrustee.com, and people just go in uh, on the Internet and uh, pay their taxes. It's amazing that... I guess the uh, age differential uh, would would relate to the ones who actually do the work through the internet, as far as local people. And uh, I, I, to be perfectly honest with you, I'd be scared to death to to deal that way because I have seen so much fraud uh, over the years. And I know since I've been uh, been gone from law enforcement ten years. It, it, it's really gone in, into overdrive since then. And, and, and those frauds are where they're stealing your identity and, yeah. and those things. And again, that's where you have to watch those those streams because you just and you don't give out any data. Yeah. Uh, but for us, again, the paper, it is the, for younger people. Truman, the thought of writing a check. Uh, my son has just turned 18. He's got his uh, debit card, but he doesn't even have checks on his account. Hmm. So, uh, you know, I've got to help him with something, but uh, he, uh, you know, he the writing of checks, there'll be people who come in our office now and say, uh, excuse me for being so slow, I never write a check. This is one of the few checks I ever write because they're, they're, uh, it's auto draft, all their utilities are drafted out of their accounts. Mm -hmm. they're, uh, they're paying with Venmo or they're paying online, and we get a lot of people who go into their bank account and and pay it that way, and the bank will send us a check. Or they go online, they're, they're comfortable with that, that's the way they do it. And it is surprisingly how many people who are not young. For the young folks, that is just the norm, and if they can't do it, it's confusing. But how many folks in their 50s, 60s, 70s uh, don't write checks now very often and, and are comfortable doing that? Uh, and so we, on, on our website, you can use a, a, an e-check, uh, which is uh, taking your check and putting the routing number and account number in, mm -hmm. and you can pay up to $50,000 of taxes for a dollar and a half charge. That's the only yeah. charge. If you use a credit card or a debit card, either in our office or online, there's a, a 2.5% uh, charge, and that's what the processing companies and the credit card companies charge. We don't make anything on that. Uh, but that is a little bit of an inhibitor. But if that were less, it would completely change and as, as, as electronic becomes uh, more affordable, we're seeing, uh, we're just seeing more people use that. I think partly because of COVID, uh, people aren't coming in and, and just the shift, it's, it's pushed that. But our, uh, 
our payments online for the month of October were up 25% over last year, and we've been doing it for years. They've grown steadily 10 to 12%. They're up over 25% just in the month of October. That's amazing. And so just a lot come in uh, that way now. And then you can print your bill where yeah. people used to call and we'd mail them a receipt in April, March and April when they were getting ready to do their taxes. Mm -hmm. Everybody'd say, can you send me a copy of my receipt for my taxes? They can go online now and print it off. It's uh, it's just changed the whole uh, the the whole way we do a lot of business. And and again, not just young people are willing to do that. They're mm -hmm. you know, old people say, I'll be glad to mail you one, but do you do you use the internet? Oh yes, I'm very comfortable using the internet. I said, well, you can go to rctrustee.com and print one right off. And they say that's great because then they don't have to wait two or three or four days for it to come in the mail. They can do it right then and get their business done and and they're finished. You know. I've, the COVID virus has not scared me at all. And, of course, you and I had it early. And um, from what I can understand, we're in good shape for, for, from now on. But uh, I'm that same way with the Internet. I am scared to death of the Internet. And when, when I go and pay my taxes, this is the first year in all the years I've been paying county taxes that I didn't go in personally and, and pay there with a check while they were standing there looking at me. And, of course, you've got such nice people. But also, everybody knows Ted Beatty, and you know so many people. I have seen you go through restaurant after restaurant, and you'll shake hands with everybody. You know them by name. They know you. There's something about relationships uh, not only uh, with the trustee, you handle so much, probably more money than a lot of banks uh, will will handle. Uh, I like to have a relationship with the, with my bank, and and I, I know a lot of people. They they know me and, and by face, and if something comes up, I had this happen years ago where the bank called me and said uh, we've had uh, some unusual activity. And but they'll say we've we've stopped it. it. It's it's good to have that safety valve of people actually knowing you, and and the type of um, business that you do, and and the thing. Uh, I, I in fact I feel I'm going to do something that is a large amount of money, say over ten dollars. Then I will uh, I'll call the the bank and and tell the people what I'm doing. So it's just. Um, I, I, it's hard for me and people my age to live in today's world if you don't have that, those type of contacts. We're, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Ted Beatty. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450 and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Hey, this is Ted Craig with Craig & Wheeler Realty and Auction. We're holding an absolute auction Saturday, November 21st at 10 a.m., located at 1110 Rose Avenue, within walking distance of the MTSU campus. This home has three bedrooms, one full bath, 1,224 square feet, over a half-acre lot. No buyer's premium. What you bid is what you pay. Saturday, November 21st at 10 a.m., and the real estate to be sold at noon. Call us for details and information at 931-684-9112. Tennessee license number 54275. Sold, sold, sold. 
Main Street Murfreesboro is continuing the Take the Pledge Challenge to support locally owned businesses in the historic downtown. Plan to shop Small Business Saturday after Thanksgiving, November 28th, all day. Bring your family and friends downtown, eat, walk around, and find unique gifts for the holidays. Grab BizBucks $5 coupons to be used at participating shops downtown that day and the following week. Get your BizBucks at any Wilson Bank & Trust for small businesses in downtown Murfreesboro. Adams Place is founded by Dr. Carl E. Adams, a physician and lifelong resident of Middle Tennessee. He and Jenny May had a dream of building a campus concept of life care facilities for older adults. Adams Place Residential Living Director Terry Deal. Discover that senior living is fun. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. Time's running out to win over $2 million from Publishers Clearinghouse. Enter at PCH.com and your family could soon be celebrating the win of a lifetime. The $2,500,000 mega prize is guaranteed to be awarded this December. Go to PCH.com before it's too late. That's PCH.com. Better hurry if you want to win big. Enter now at PCH.com. Entries due 1129. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. As a minimalist, paying less for insurance is more. Nice place. Is your house a bubble? It's a dome. I find corners unnecessary. At Liberty Mutual, that's how we feel about overpaying for insurance. But I do miss having shelves. Hmm. What would you put on them? Nothing, obviously. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Make plans to attend the Lineball Library Snowflake Social December 1st. Amanda of the library staff explains. We're giving away holiday candy, handing out winter crafts, giving away fun prizes for everyone. We'll have Yuletide songs and much, much more. For more information, call the number or visit the web link listed on WGNSRadio.com. Bobby Lucher, Executive Director of the Professional Laboratory Experiences in the MTSU College of Education told News Radio WGNS that more teachers are needed in Rutherford County and throughout the state of Tennessee. I think the pandemic has really affected this as well. A lot of teachers have decided to retire because it is a different world right now. I think they're concerned about safety and they're concerned about having to learn a lot of new ways of doing what they used to do. The MTSU College of Education Undergraduate Elementary Teacher Preparation Program was recently ranked among the nation's best by the National Council on Teacher Quality. The City Cafe will remain open after all. Owners shared on social media the outpouring of support last week after announcing they would have to close will now help keep the doors open. The restaurant, which has been open for 120 years, has been hit hard by the pandemic. The owners said the community support, quote, changed their lives forever. If COVID-19 is keeping you away from your family this Thanksgiving, Zoom is giving you a reason to be thankful. The usual 40-minute limit on meetings is being dropped for Thanksgiving. With more people changing plans amid the pandemic, Zoom says it doesn't want family gatherings to be cut short. Video conferencing company is extending times as a thank you to its customers. News on demand 24-7 at our website, wgnsradio.com. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. 
Bud's Tire Pros makes buying tires simpler, so you can get back to when being on the move was carefree. For a limited time, get up to a $120 reward card after submission when you bundle at least two new qualifying Michelin or BF Goodrich passenger or light truck tires, as well as select Michelin motorcycle, scooter, and bicycle tires, or get a $120 reward card per purchase of four new Michelin Cross Climate 2 tires. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. Find out more at BudsTireProsTN.com. See store for complete details. Offers valid from November 18th, 2020 through December 9th, 2020. Voidware prohibited. You don't have hot dogs or apple pie or no Chevrolet to drive, but we have some hickory smoke wings you're just dying to try. You'll try them, you'll like them, you'll give some to a friend. So on a dare, just stop on by and bring in a friend. Slick Pig Barbecue, 1920 East Main. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Pell Beatty. And this is, this is an interesting uh, subject because there are so many people that... Um, have actually been uh, uh, taken uh, on some on so many different ways, and and I know when I, when I go and and pay at your office, I usually write a check, and I've always felt face to face that's the the safest fact. It's almost you can't really have much fraud in that particular uh, area. How much difference would it be? if you had everybody who wanted to come in person, because I can remember when there were lines uh, out the door over there at the courthouse. Um, if everybody decided they were going to come in and, and pay by uh, uh, check or, or credit card or, or whatever, uh, how much pressure would it put on your office? Well, it, it would change because we so much is gone the other way. Like I said, we've not added staff as yeah. our county is multiple times larger than yeah. it was but we'd handle it, it it's uh it's it's convenient the way we do it now uh, people can mail it in which has always been a large part people have mailed in tax bills for for years and years and years yeah and uh, of course the the electronic the internet has changed it is convenient and it is efficient but i still like people coming in yeah. and i'm going to answer your question but that that's what makes the day fun to see people uh, that you don't get to see all the time. In fact, some folks, it's once a year when they come in to pay their tax bill yeah. that I get to see them and catch up with them. And uh, that that's what makes, or part of what makes uh, my job very, very fun. But if everybody uh, were to come in with a check, we wouldn't be able to handle it. We, you know, especially because typically you get a lot of people at the end of December mm -hmm. because that is the last to pay for the city of Murfreesboro and people who want to take it off of their current year's taxes will come in right at the end of December. And then that last two weeks of February, because February 28th is the last time to pay uh, the county and the Eagleville, Laverne, and Smyrna uh, without interest. And so that would, uh, and they will still line up those last few days. We don't take lunches. We just bring lunch in. My staff is great to, to work through. But even the last couple of years, those lines have not been anything like they were even when I 
first started or even five or six years ago, mm -hmm. uh, the lines uh, are not nearly what uh, what they were. But it's interesting that uh, the mortgage companies pay a tremendous amount of the property taxes uh, in Rutherford County, in every county, those are escrowed. And so if that were to, if that were to go away, we would have to we would have to have more locations or at least bigger we we would be much more like the county clerks where you get your car tags mm -hmm. it would take it would take that or or, or more because that kind of gives you some idea what that would be and even now they've got where well, you don't have to do that but it would be a it would be a major change for us we'd have a good time but it would be a the, our current staff our current situation couldn't couldn't handle that the growth that we've had now how much of your business is actually receiving city taxes we collect for the town of Smyrna and the city of Eagleville and so uh, while they are smaller uh, we, we do collect all of all of their taxes but it's all on one bill so if you own property in Eagleville or Smyrna you realize that the city amount is listed separately but it's under one total mm -hmm. and so there's one bill and you can write one check or pay you know pay one time by whatever method you choose to pay so it took a lot of expense and work out of the cities but added very little to the county because everybody was having to pay a county bill so we just attached that to it it changed the amount but it didn't increase the workload so it's really what we should be looking for in government those efficiencies that make things easier and cheaper and uh, we've been able to do that and that's worked that's worked great and uh, so we we collect that and then every month we uh, we just write a check to the cities for what we've collected for them. So that's that's pretty safe there because it, it, it's almost um, uh, automatic, and you don't. I, I like the idea, and, and when I remember when we first started getting computers in in the county, and uh, it was um, I, I, it was a, a safe type way of, of communicating between one government agency to another. Uh, but now that the, the, the crooks, the crumbs, have, have found ways to cheat everybody, I've noticed that your office, y you work hard to eliminate a lot of the fraud that's going on in there. But uh, uh, does Rutherford County have kind of like a fraud expert that, uh, that is uh, a tech type person? You know, uh, our technology department, the Office of Information Technology, we call them, yeah. OIT for short, that staff does does a great job, and they are constantly, and when I say constant, I mean they are constantly working to improve our security because there are people who are constantly trying to break your security. I did not realize they call it knocking on your door. Mm -hmm. I did not realize multiple times every single day there is a hacker knocking at the door trying to get in to the county system or yeah. to the bank and it's 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 every day now some of them are for criminal intent some of them it is just a challenge hmm. they they don't want to steal anything they'd like to come in and paint on the wall now this is again technology they use but you know paint on the wall hey i was here mm -hmm. that i i broke your security and so and and, and the county has done a, a great job roit folks i take i, I I don't even understand all that, but they they are constantly putting in safeguards and programs and watching, monitoring to keep to keep 
fraud out to keep those who would, would try to steal information from, uh, from individuals that are in our database or to get into our systems and, and, and get money or whatever. They're working on that, I mean, constantly because it is almost continual that somebody is trying to get in. It just blows my mind that we've gotten to the point where uh, are most of the people, or do you know of anybody that's ever been prosecuted for trying to uh, uh, go into the, uh, the the parts in in the county where you're dealing with um, local uh, governments and things like that? You know, not not on the county level. I'm not sure we've had. Uh, success. I know we had several years ago somebody got in, uh, but it was into an old system. It was actually that there was no data for them to get. They they came in and left again, painted on the wall that they'd been there, uh, and it kind of made the news. But there wasn't any. It it was an abandoned, for back of a better term, system that had no data. We'll go to training classes. Uh, occasionally to talk about cybersecurity, the banks will put them on and I try to go just to make sure are we using the latest technology that the financial institutions offer and they're out there to make things secure mm -hmm. and sometimes they'll have an FBI agent there or whatever and they'll talk about the investigations that they do and there are prosecutions but they're they're pretty hard a lot of them are pretty hard to catch and a lot of them are not domestic a lot of them are overseas and uh, yeah. makes it very very difficult and that's why we, we put in those safeguards because you send that money, and especially if it leaves the country, that that money is they're they're gone with it, and they are they are very sophisticated. It's it's aggravating. You think if these folks, they are so talented, if they would just take that talent for something productive, uh, how how well they could do, uh, but they have turned it to, to the dark side, if you will, the criminal and. Uh, Somebody trying to take something that somebody else has earned is just, uh, my, my thought is they're the cockroaches of society. Yeah. Uh, people who, would, who, who steal, whether that be uh, a petty thief or somebody who's sophisticated, it's really not much difference. Taking something you didn't earn uh, and, and, and then leaving somebody, you know, like the, the government certainly hurts us, but when individuals, and a lot of times older people are susceptible to these phone calls and all that come in and 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 these people are, are significantly impacted financially that's i can't even understand the thought process that would take advantage yeah. of somebody like that it's just uh it, it, that's just a sad thing you know i can remember many years ago that i found out that um one of the banks here was going to get rid of some of the local people that had been here forever and, and they would want to bring someone in from the outside and uh i could see you know it it just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me so i wrote a letter and uh to the the president of that particular bank which was not here and uh they sent someone down and actually for for whatever reason they had um uh enough um of, of a knowledge of local banks to to figure out we can't get these local people out because they know just about everybody that comes in and works with them and it's one of the safest things that you can do is have that prior knowledge of, about the people that uh, were investing in the banks 
And that has carried over with me for a long time because I only deal with a bank that I completely trust and, tr and completely trust the people that work there. And I have seen it over the years that uh, it's made a lot of local banks very successful in, in that type of, uh, of uh, relationship that the people would have. And to be perfectly honest with you, it would be very difficult for someone to steal from my account. Uh, uh, in fact, it's, it's uh, 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 impossible because they know the transactions that I have uh, 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 over a, a, a day and, and a year's time or whatever, and uh, I never worry about that. And you see all the things that happen to these national banks that, that have so many problems that you're not going to have on a local level. Do you try to deal with that, deal with the local banks uh, more than, um, than you would, say, uh, it, it, maybe if you had a better deal in, in one of the, I'm not going to mention any of the national banks, but it, it, if they were offering you a special deal, but yet it was very close to what the local banks and you were able to work out. You know, I'll answer that question. Let me go around. You know, I look at banks that were booming, people in and out of them mm -hmm. in, in, my, in my younger days, that that was where everybody banked, and they got bought out by larger banks, and now there's nobody in those banks that, you would recognize their face, or yeah. maybe only one person. Nobody, and they're 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 just a fraction mm -hmm. of of what they were. Uh, as I was telling you during the break, I don't even go to the drive-in the bank hardly ever. I go inside because I want to see the people. Because yeah. it is about relationship. We were uh, dealing with a large, a very large national bank uh, at one time, and when our contract with them was about to be over, our quote-unquote sales rep came in out of Florida. First time I'd ever seen this person uh, to talk with us, uh, and we had multiple millions uh, of dollars in their bank, multiple millions. Uh, this is, again, with the county, not personal. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't be the case, but uh, for the county. And uh, she came in, again, the first time I ever saw her, and said, you know, we're, we've, we've analyzed this, and, and this contract's coming up, and we were getting ready to, to rebid, and I'll talk about that process but she said, uh, we're, we're not going to be able to do that, and it's going to go to this. And uh, Ted, uh, I know you'll probably want to think about this. Mm -hmm. Well, my thought was, one, I did sales all my life before I came to trustee's office. Mm -hmm. You never ask for sale on the first visit. You know, you always built relationship. You never yeah. go in on a first visit and drop the bomb that, that you're changing things. Uh, number two, I got represent the organization, got multiple million dollars in your bank, and you call me by the wrong name, <laughs> which I thought was really interesting. And oh, they just turned it around. Yeah, and so my, my chief deputy, Julie, was in the office, and as the lady walked out, and she said, I, I know you probably won't think about this. I said, na, 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 hey, 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 goodbye. <laughs> I was glad to, to move out of there. Yeah. What we do is every four years, we rebid the county banking services. Uh, I, I just think it's important for people in the county to have an opportunity to do that. What we require is for a bank to bid on county services, they have to have a physical location in Rutherford County. Mm 
and they have to have someone in Rutherford County with decision-making capability. In other words, if I have a problem, I don't want to get on the phone and talk to somebody in Charlotte or Birmingham or New York. I want there to be somebody in the branch in this county that I can go sit down on their desk and they can make it happen. They have so, to make the final decision. Well, it may not be a final, but they've got to be, they've got to be, because the final decision, there's almost nobody left banks that don't have maybe a headquarters. But I want somebody who has significant authority mm -hmm. that, that can make a decision that sticks. I don't want just, and there's nothing wrong. I mean, I work every day with the customer service reps. Those are great people. But, but again, they've just got to follow the plan. I need somebody, if, if something happens, goes wrong, whatever, there's an emergency that we've got to, you know, a catastrophe, we've got to handle money, whatever that might come up. Mm -hmm. And in, in the years, we've really never had to have that. But, but that's a requirement for them to bid on the county, uh, on the county business. Mm -hmm. That one, uh, and we have so many banks in our county. Now, some counties probably can't do that. They may not be able to get a competitive bid. But in Rutherford County, as many banks as operate in this county, we've been able to get very competitive. We have a great banking relationship that's been, uh, been very financially beneficial uh, for the county. And uh, they, they work with us great. And there are people that, that I can go see or talk to that can, that can make it happen right now. And uh, I think that that is, is really important. Uh, but the, the, the banking change we made three, a little over three years ago now has probably in reduced fees and in improved interest meant well over a million dollars of additional revenue to the county every year. In reduced fees alone, it was over $400,000. So we, we, we do well. I mean, it, that makes a difference. That's, that, that's over a penny on the tax rate that taxpayers don't have to pay uh, because of, of working to get more efficient banking services. And we work with the banks great. And, and other banks that we don't have our primary banking with will bid on our, our CDs and, and, and those things. Although uh, at the interest rates, everybody knows if you've, if, if you've got any money in savings, you're getting almost nothing on it, and, and that's true uh, even for the county as well. But, but those are significant uh, financial differences that we work very hard to do. But we do like working with people uh, who are involved in our community, and that's the people who tend to be interested in doing business with the county, uh, individuals who are they're, they're the folks that you'll see supporting the local charities. Uh, they're, you know, they're those, those banks that are working to make a difference in our community. And that's who we like to deal with. Some national banks, and you know better than anybody else, do not have a great service record for communities, small communities. But Rutherford County is not a small community anymore. I mean, it, it, it's big time. A lot of, uh, uh, of investments are going on right here in, in our community. If, if, you, if you find that out, in, in, in uh, say it's, uh, um, well, anything I, I say is going to be a big-time bank. If you find that out, do you just uh, uh, cross them off and, and, and quit well, dealing with them? Because if, if, if they're not responding well to our community, uh, the, the people that are here, there has got to be a particular reason that that uh, they're they're doing those things and probably doing it in other communities across the country. What we, what I always want to do because I was on the other side of the bid process prior to coming to the trustee's office. 
I want the bid to always be fair, open, and honest. Mm -hmm. And so if you come up with a better bid, you know, the, the best bid needs to win. That's that's on you know and, and and so far in all the bids we've done it's been pretty obvious every time it's been different banks mm -hmm. but it's but it's been pretty obvious uh, and that's that's a great you know if you get beat I want you to know why I don't want you to think I think I had a better bid I don't know why they did that I, is, was that a buddy I mean I want it to be here's here's the deal but I have no problem and we've done this for banks that that do not have the service that we require. Uh, to say we're not going to accept your bid on this proposal. So they don't get to the end and we come up with something. You need to know up front because there's a lot of work to put in a bid, especially the size of Rutherford County. There's a lot of work to put in that bid together. But but we will say we're you just do not have a service or there's the issues that we're not comfortable dealing with, that we don't feel like it's good for, for our county because there are, there are hard costs. There's the interest and there are the fees that, that we are those are but there is that ease of work there is that there has to be that ability for us to work together if something mm -hmm. comes up we've got to be able to work together to make things happen and uh and, and that's an important part it's a little bit of an intangible and and you, you want those others to make sense but you want to deal with you've got to deal with people of integrity yeah and you got to deal with people that will respond uh, to your needs, and I and I and I want that same thing in my in my personal business, and I understand that my personal business is not near as important, but it's important to me, mm -hmm. and so you know I want to deal with with institutions, with individuals who really work for those, because I'm dealing with people that uh, that's important, that, that that I'm important to them. I know I'm not the most important thing. I don't expect them to do anything, but but I do want if I've got an issue or a problem, I'm not going to run in there every day asking you to do something. So if I come in, there's something significant that needs help. And, 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 and fortunately, we have so many great people in our community that will help us. I can name any number of banks that we do business with. I do business with personally or through the through the, the county that they'll return your calls. They'll take your call. They'll go above and beyond. They'll, they they grasp what your needs are, and they do everything in the world to help you. And, and that, that makes it great. We, we, we have great relationships with, with all the banks, and I can just... I could start, and I won't do it, but I could just list name after name of, of ladies and gentlemen uh, in our community that are just first-class individuals to deal with, and they're honest, and they're knowledgeable, and they do a great job. How close are, are you with, say, the financial uh, director I know? Uh, uh, is, is she getting, is she, Lisa, getting ready to retire? There are rumors that <laughs> uh oh maybe i should have brought it no, i don't think she's but uh, i think she's got 30 plus she's been year, long years time. in uh, between the state and the county and i'm not sure that that she has set a, a date for that but i i think she is contemplating that uh, we're very good friends yeah i know uh, that's not a secret that she is uh she's, she's at least talked about that some and i don't i don't know that uh, i know she hasn't announced it, or if she set a date she hasn't announced that I don't believe and I don't but uh maybe sooner certainly sooner than it has been yeah don't I don't know what uh, what that is but uh well she has a great relationship with all the the department heads she and I, the commission I know that. yeah and, 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 you know I think people respect uh when she says something that people respect that that's the truth yeah. I may not like it but that that's the way it is well I know that uh the uh uh financial uh, uh uh the head in the county uh uh commission um 
has uh, been a major part of some of the things that you have to deal with. And I remember Joyce Ely, who was one of the best I have ever seen and watched her in, in the way that she handled everyone. And uh, how important is it for have, to have someone like her that is uh, pretty much representing the county commission um, to have the knowledge that she had and the ability to work with everybody in, in the in the county government. You know, she, it, so it, it's for all of us where we're especially budget having someone who will ask you questions mm -hmm. if they have concerns and who who grasp it. She did a great job. Will Jordan yeah. followed her and and did an, an Will outstanding did. Yeah, just an really outstanding did. job. And uh, Commissioner P. Robert P. Uh, and he comes in and talks with us and uh, more with more with Lisa, but. But but is interested, we we feel like there is a team effort to accomplish the goals of the county. It's not adversarial, and that's wonderful because in lots of communities it becomes adversarial, and that's very hard yeah. to to deal with. And so, uh, but but when Miss Eadley was there when I first came, and, and uh, Miss Joyce was great uh, to deal with, and and they've all been uh, very very supportive of us and uh, and what we're trying to do. So they depend upon you an awful lot as far as keeping the health of, of our finances and, and where we're going uh, in, in particular areas. And you, you're constantly looking at uh, uh, some of the places that you will have to deal with as far as where we have to borrow money from time to time. Absolutely. And, and that is critical to, to have the right area to go to when those particular subjects come up, isn't it? You know, we just did a refunding two weeks ago, uh, a, a bond refunding. This was a bond issue. I think it was done four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so there was about 15, 14 to 16 years, I can't remember exactly, uh, left on that bond and we don't extend those when we do a refund and we just do that and the savings even from four or five years ago was uh, it saved the taxpayers about four million dollars over the term of that and, and and I don't take credit for that that was uh, uh, the finance department Lisa Nolan and, and Mayor Ketron their office is working working on that but uh, that's a significant uh, amount of money by doing that refund and we had uh, borrowed money uh, earlier in the fall uh, for some schools and some other projects, mm -hmm. and uh, the interest rates well, are, are extremely low. Uh, I mean, just uh, I think it's 1.31 was the the total interest cost over the life of those 20 year. That's better bonds. than I'm getting. <laughs> and and that's and that's based on 20 yeah. years. So th those early years are almost nothing. And and, and and even you know figuring in 20 years out in that total package. So uh, that that assist and that money is locked in so yeah. if interest rates go up we're not going to be caught with anything variable but on the other hand for the money and we do have what we call temporarily out of funds we don't try to keep lots of extras but i mean we we keep a healthy balance because it helps with our our bond issues and it certainly keeps us out of trouble if something were to slow down for a little while we do have some reserve it means we get less money on that but there's obviously more borrowed than we than we have in in reserve and so those low interest rates help us but that's that's something that we work on and keeping a strong vibrant community 
keeping our fund balances from a budget standpoint and then mm -hmm. all the growth in our county, uh, we have just below a triple A bond rating. It's one step uh, below a triple A uh, bond rating. And uh, it is as we compare when we do bond issues to other uh, in, within the state and without, uh, always get a, tr a very, very favorable rate. People uh, are impressed nationally with what's going on economically in Rutherford County. And I think with the way government manages, and I know government is the thing we all love to hate and we always have to keep improving, uh, but we should be proud in our county that uh, even on a national level, uh, people recognize the soundness of this area mm -hmm. and uh, the things that are going on here. Because we've got uh, lots of good people and, and it's not, uh, government is, uh, I do think, a part of that, but, but certainly is only a small part compared to the vibrancy of uh, everything going on in this community. What if at some point they decided uh, in the U.S. that um, the interest rates, it's okay for them to go up? And say if they go up something just kind of very unusual, maybe five or six percent or something like that, which is historically low for the last fifty years, Truman. Y yeah, but I well, I remember when it was eleven percent. Of course, that's been a long, long time ago. But uh, we we've uh, we've been on a pretty smooth ride for a long time as far as the interest rates when you're having to borrow Especially money. Especially since, since 2006 and seven, we had, uh, we were actually getting over 5% on the county money back uh, in, in, in around five, six, seven mm -hmm. in that area. And then certainly when we saw the great recession, mm -hmm. uh, 2008, yeah. uh, those, those rates have declined and have stayed down. Uh, I think uh, baffling to, to economists, especially folks in the eighties where we saw so much inflation uh, to see interest rates as low as they are. I can remember Dad assumed the loan uh, on the house that uh, where Mom now lives on mm -hmm. Woodbury Road. Yeah. And uh, interest rates on that was 5%. But when he bought it in 1979, uh, 78, moved there in 79 from Charles Perry, interest rates were significantly higher. Mm -hmm. And uh, periodically, the financial institution would send Dad something about if he paid that note off, what he could do. He said, no, at 5%, I'm very content for that to... Isn't that and now that would be that was extremely low for that time. It would be high today. Yeah. Uh, and and don't know uh, where is it. But our rates are locked in. Mm -hmm. You know, on what we've borrowed. Of course, uh, it concerns me on a national level. Uh, the debt that we have as interest rates creep up. Uh, but when you see 20-year bond issues at 131 total interest costs, the markets today, and we can certainly be shocked because things happen all the time. The markets mm -hmm. certainly don't know what the future holds for sure. But there's not an expectation of high interest rates. That the market today anticipates us being in a fairly low interest rate environment for the foreseeable future. Well, it, it's good for taxpayers because you're saving them money, saving them a lot of money. Uh, it's but, hard on fixed income people. Yeah, but, but then again, you look at people who are my age, my, my generation, we've finally gotten to the point that we've uh, got money, uh, a little money in the bank, and we would like to see the interest rates go up. It, it's a constant challenge, isn't it? You're, you're banging heads no matter how it comes out. Absolutely. But it's very difficult to stay ahead now with just money in the bank and the CD. Not knocking that. There needs to be some of that. But uh, because what 
you know, $100,000, $50,000 years ago was big, big money. If you had $50,000 in the bank, you, you, you had big money. But today, at today's cost, that doesn't go near as far as it used to, Truman. And certainly the interest off that today is not going to buy you utility. I remember so. in 2008 when we were t uh, talking about uh, the, 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 the recession, it's almost like a depression for a lot of business, real the, estate companies and things like that. It just about put them out of business. If you're unemployed, it's a recession. If I'm unemployed, it's a depression. Yeah. That's how that goes. Well, it, it, it's, it's just so, it's just so, it, you have to be able to manage and you have to have some type of knowledge of what's going on to stay afloat when those particular things happen. And, and, and there's always some type of, of course, the 1930s was, uh, was a depression and you had people actually uh, losing everything they had. People were committing suicides and, and, uh, it, it, having that type of financial situation is as bad as having the COVID virus or, or whatever. It, it just comes back to haunt you. And, and COVID has been from a, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I still raise cattle, and uh, that the cattle market has been greatly influenced, and I just see it there. Other markets have, uh, because as we talk about another shutdown to whatever level, that makes markets, you know, are, are, are those people going to be out of work again? Or is it going to limit demand for products? So all of that, that uncertainty, uh, markets hate uncertainty. Yeah. Even if they don't like the outcome, if they know what it is, they can adjust to it. But the uncertainty is difficult. And I think the COVID and, and, and with that spiking back now on, on a national uh, level for in, in, in lots of communities, even, even ours has seen some, some increase over the last uh, month. But uh, the, the, the possibility of, of that shutting down and changing demand mm -hmm. uh, is, uh, affects markets and affects us. Uh, does, it does affect us financially. And, and how much investment are people going to do? Like today with people working from home, how much are people going to invest in commercial real estate? We just saw State Farm is not going to renew the lease on that facility as people have moved, have moved home. So those things affect communities. Some the outlying communities that have decent internet might improve as these people who are going to electronically commute can say, I can live in uh, Birdstown as easy as I can live in New York City, so I'll move to Birdstown because I like the small community. Uh, now, why did you mention it. Birdstown? Well, I'm just thinking of a small community in the, <laughs> yeah. in the, in the state of Tennessee, Pickett County. Yeah. All right. Uh, a farmer. People, there are still people who farm for a living. It's still the it, largest it, industry in the state of Tennessee. Yeah. Now, how you you uh, being a, as uh, uh, knowledgeable as finances and things like that, could you as a farmer uh, see ahead far enough to see how your particular business is going to be affected? Because you talk about cows, you talk about sheep, I mean, uh, the, the grain that, 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 that you grow and things like that. There's nothing that is affected as much as a farmer uh, as he tries to build an income and stay afloat in his particular kind of business. You, know. you, you almost have you almost have the whole world in your sight there at the farm and, and, and as the trustee and things like that. 
when we were in, when I was in school and studying finance and economics, mm -hmm. you know, agriculture is kind of the true commodity. Yeah. It's the true commodity industry, uh, and uh, it works almost across the board as a break-even deal as true commodities do some yeah. years some folks are making money some folks are losing but over the over the time it's kind of a break even especially in, in your grains those things that are hard to differentiate between mm -hmm. so you're that they're greatly impacted the uh, that storm that hit the midwest mm -hmm. uh damaged thousands of acres of crops and so we've seen bean and corn prices increase significantly yeah. but most of lots most of them not all but most of those farmers would have already contracted that crop but it increased the price for next year so they can contract. And so they, they now have insurance and, and contracted, but they're watching futures and markets every day mm -hmm. as to how those prices are going to increase. And so when that corn price goes up, that's good for the corn farmer, but the guy selling feeder cattle, his price is going to go down because that cost of gain just increased yeah. with, the, with the price of corn. So every all of that plays off of each other. And Today, if your idea of agriculture is green acres, that never existed. Uh, existed a little more when it, we were more subsistence and everybody had a little bit. But today, it, anybody farming other than some niche folks who are doing some organic and grass feds maybe at a smaller, mm -hmm. are managing multi-million dollar enterprises. Yeah. They may not own all that land, but they're they're renting it and they're managing it. The equipment. I, I talked to a good friend of mine the other day that put up I forget how many thousand square bales in one day, the most wow. he had ever done. And he said, but it took seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of equipment to do it mm. because that was tractors, balers, banders, uh, the equipment to haul it. Uh, it, it is and so farming agriculture is a business where a person has to know interest rates and has to know markets and has to be able to lock in in the futures because, and we're not talking about big corporate farms, we're talking about local, the local guys, and there's still several local guys that, that farm for for their for their living. You know, you think, well, everything's in town. If you fly over Rutherford County, there's still a, there's still a lot of land out there and, and in adjoining areas, uh, but they're managing big assets and a few pennies here or there makes a difference, and so they're they're uh, they're booking those uh, futures contracts, pre-selling those products, building bins to store it, so that this time of year when prices are too low, you don't have to sell. Yeah. Or used to everybody would carry it to the to the co-op or to to somewhere close uh, and sell it on as they were harvesting it. Now they built areas to store that so they can sell when the market is advantageous. Uh, but it, it tells us a lot about what's going on in the economy with what's happening in the agriculture market because it does change so quickly with changes to weather, changes to demand. I mean, COVID, it, it shut plants down, which backed things up. It changed demand from people eating in restaurants to eating in groceries. It, it you know, and it reflected in prices. And, and then that you're talking about what would happen if everybody's decided to write a check and come to the trustee's office, how it would weigh us down. Imagine all that food that was going through restaurants that all of a sudden now that channel dries up yeah. and it's all going through grocery stores. So all that trucking and all those merchants who were used to dealing with, with restaurants, they had to curve it and, 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 and so it strained the demand. That's why we saw uh, shortages on the shelves in the grocery stores because it was just out of the norm. We just, uh, and now that's 
you know, the markets have adjusted to, uh, to deal with that. But, but you have to, the, the structure has to change to deal with, with where things are. And so it's, a, and it's always a challenge. A farmer needs to get on his knees and pray every night, doesn't he? And every morning. Yeah. And, and it, absolutely. And, and, you know, I, we've kind of had this conversation before. Uh, I, I won't say every farmer's a person of faith because that, that wouldn't be true, or people who never farmed are not people of faith. That, that's not yeah. true either. However, in that arena of agriculture, uh, you, you are reminded of how many things are out of your control yeah. and how dependent you are on God. Yeah. Because the weather is absolutely out of your control. You have no control of the markets. Nobody is a significant, you know, Amazon can change the retail market. They have enough volume. A Walmart could change the retail market. A Kroger can change the grocery market. I mean, they have enough. But there's no single agricultural, there's no single farmer that, that can impact the markets and so you yeah. can all you can do is plan for them uh but sickness comes disease comes trade uh you know things happen in washington that affect you things happen in the weather that affects you uh covid comes and affects your demand and all of that is out of your control and you're trying to make a life and make a living and raise a family and so you realize you are dependent yeah. on the good lord and all we all and we all are yes we are May not realize it, but we all are. Well, I've let us run over time, and I bet they're. I hope that for whatever kind of language they're using right now, they'll they'll pray for forgiveness before the day's over. I just don't believe Brian would talk ugly about us, Truman. Not about you, Teb. I will about Truman. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Thank you very much, Teb. I appreciate it. Now he's mad at me for the rest of the day. All right, guys. We'll see you in the morning at night. And thank you, Teb Beatty. You do such a wonderful job for us representing our community. Thank you, Truman. I love having the opportunity. Thanks to this community for giving me the opportunity yeah. to do this job. Yeah, you're special. All right, guys. We'll see you in the morning at night. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, is The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.